good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Great to have you in the podcast today. I'm excited about the topic for this morning. Uh, well, when I'm recording and releasing this so that you might be able to joy, uh, join in on my joy and on my uh, uh, delighting in the Word of God this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, a verse, one of those other verses that are often quoted but misunderstood or at least misapplied. A lot of times I was reading this in my own Bible reading and study, and a lot of times when I read this or I've heard, excuse me, when I've heard it quoted, uh, and I perhaps have even done it myself, not understanding entirely the depth of the scripture, but this verse is often quoted to describe uh, what life will be like in heaven one day, uh, what uh, what awaits those who are genuine disciples of Christ. But when you read it and you put it into context, you find out that it's not just heaven or it's not primarily heaven that it's talking about, but it's something that you can know right here and now. First Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible says in verse 7, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And watch this verse, verse 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which hath God hath prepared for them that love him. Stop right there. Now I'm going to tell you, I've heard that quoted many times and often the preacher or the Bible teacher is using it to refer to the future state of what we'll enjoy when we're in heaven one day. But I want you to understand today that this is something in its context that's speaking of what's going on right now. Can I ask you a question today? Whose wisdom are you following after? Where do you get your resource of knowledge to know how to make choices and to live rightly in this life. What is it that you can really put your finger on and say, I know this is true. I can count on this. Uh, I don't care what happens in this world. I know that this is the case. Those questions are important because the Apostle Paul is answering that today, and he's basically giving us a choice between the greatness of God's wisdom and the wisdom that this world would use and say, this is what's right. Because you really just have two choices in life, is, it, is, is that not correct? Uh, and the two choices are this world that we live in and its understanding and its wisdom. You know, you'll have somebody come along that's a really great communicator and public speaker, and they may be able to sway the hearts of men and women and maybe even appeal for a certain cause that they're standing for. But you don't know whether how they're seeing things is really correct or not. There is a world's wisdom today. Uh, there is a perspective that the unbelieving population has around us that they want to tell you they got the answers. They've got what you really need. And if you don't listen to them, you're really falling short. And Paul makes the point in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that there is a worldly wisdom uh, and there's man's wisdom, in other words, and then there's God's wisdom. And depending on which wisdom you follow will determine 
how you're able to deal with life and rightly relate to God. You know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 here, he said, I determined, I didn't read these verses, but he says, I determined, uh, excuse me, let me back up just a little bit. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And then Paul goes on to discuss how he's with them in weakness and fear and humility and trembling. Um, And in verse 4, he says, My speech and my preaching was not with smooth words meant to just gloss over what was really a problem that needed to be dealt with, uh, but rather he came speaking the wisdom of the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's the only thing that really matters. And he said it's this wisdom of God, something that has always been a mystery in the Bible. Now be careful. A mystery in the Bible is not something that can't be known. A mystery in the Bible is something that was consistent sealed in the Old Testament, but revealed in the New Testament. Uh, God progressively unveiled the knowledge of the gospel. He progressively revealed the truth. And so Paul says, I came preaching to you this mystery that not everybody understood, but when you rightly understand it, it ought to thrill your soul. Because he said in verse 9, no eye has even seen, no ear has even heard of these. It hasn't even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Paul's actually quoting from Isaiah 64 and verse 4. And he is just loosely quoting. I mean, he's paraphrasing from there. But the point being this, back there in Isaiah, Isaiah is saying, you guys have great blessings as the people of Israel. God has just showered his wisdom on you and he has He has drawn you close to himself and revealed himself to you. And that same type of quotation Paul is using here in 1 Corinthians 2. And he says that just let this soak in. Let it soak in. There's a difference between man's wisdom and God's wisdom. The world's wisdom says live for yourself, follow your heart, do what your gut tells you. Uh, That's the real source of wisdom and understanding. I don't know about you, but when I look in my heart, I see sometimes the biggest fool there ever was. The fact of the matter is that the human heart is the source of all immorality, and it can't be trusted. Uh, The world says, look to their wisdom because they got it all figured out. Yeah, well, ask the scientists lately whether they got it all figured out, and it's not the case. Really, what we have to understand is more valuable treasure than anything else in this world is the wisdom of God. That's the way to look at our lives, to look at it through the lens of how God thinks about us, uh, through look at the look at life through the ways of God and the desires of God and the will of God and what he's revealed. That's why we're students of the Bible, because there God communicates his mind to our mind. We we want to look at the world through the lens of God's wisdom not vice versa. Uh, When you're deciding between living according to the wisdom of this world or living according to the wisdom of God, just know, 
folks today that the wisdom of God is higher. The world says you're having a baby you don't want, just kill it so it doesn't cramp your lifestyle. God says every life is made in the image of God. The world says it doesn't matter how you treat somebody else. Now, they wouldn't say it that way, but practically that's what they do. Man and his ugliness of his imagination can think up all kinds of things in order to do uh, to to exalt self. So I want to live according to the wisdom of God. Uh, not just I want to, but I must. I must live according to the wisdom of God. I want to focus my attention on Him, His ways, His thoughts, His desires. His design for me is better than your heart could even imagine. And when you really meditate on the truth, uh, that's what 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says. It's calling to you. It beckons you to lift up your eyes from the ways and the thoughts and the patterns of this world and be transformed, Romans 12, 2 says, by the renewing of our minds and to say, God, help me to live according to your wisdom. Because when you really think about it and you meditate on the things that come because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the wisdom of God, when you think about the wonderful blessings of, a, of, of, of forgiven sin, of redemption, of new life in Jesus Christ, to the fruit of the Spirit, and all of that insight that God gives you in the gospel. I'm going to tell you, eye has not seen nor ear heard. You can't imagine the kind of wisdom God is looking to give you. I want you to pray now today, Lord, give me a changed mind to think like you do. Change my thinking, change my desires, help bring them into conformity with your plans because I can't see around the corner. Change me, Lord, so that I'm not living according to the ways of this world. I want to meditate on your word and receive your wisdom. Why don't you pray that today? And I assure you, God will show you a clear path. He's going to give you the direction that you need to serve Him more faithfully. Walk with Christ today and keep Him the center 